With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere, in the eye of the storm, a thirst for knowledge. It is the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio as we patch together an exciting Sunday podcast. And you know what this is? Now, this is not just Sunday. It's not just the last podcast that we're going to do in the month of April. No, 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 Danny. It is in the bag. Are you ready to go into the bag? The mail bag, mother sucker. That means Ohio Al. It's in the bag. Right to the mailbag we go. As many, we got tons of email. I think we've gotten more email this week than we have. In months, Danny, the, the mailbag blowing up. People love the mailbag, which is a lot different than Aspen. This is not Aspen. Um, and people, Same thing, pretty much. No, no, it's not. People confuse it. It's not. Um, and and it's it's really upsetting that people think this is Aspen because it's bull, it's bull crap. Aspen 2.0. No, 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 no. That's not true at all. All right. So right, Mike from Fullerton writes in. He says, uh, hello. It's the Safari Kingdom. Hello, hello. No, that's a good one. Oh, we didn't do that this weekend. Damn. All right. Uh, hello, Ben and Danny G. Now that Fox Sports Radio changed studios, do you have any idea what's going to happen to the old one? Do you think it'll be turned into a podcast studio, a hobo encampment? Or maybe they'll just burn it down. What do you think? Oh, 
It's a great question. It, right now, there's nothing in there. It's just the same. They haven't done anything to it. At least what I saw the other day, it's the same. I think what they should do is make it a Denny's again because it was originally a Denny's. Yeah. Hey, little Denny, you need a. Or can we switch it up and make it an IHOP this time? Either way, but you know, eggs over Miami. You need some pancakes. You go into the old studio. Boom. <laughs> we could be the first ever sports radio network to serve up hot takes. And hot cakes. Oh, there you go. That sounds like a slogan on a billboard. Sign me up for that, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What are they going to do? Is he just going to lay dormant? I I don't know what they're going to do because a lot of the shows are moving across to Burbank. A lot of the the – supposedly. I don't know. Um, That'll happen. I don't know. Our vending machine's over there, though. So when I walked past it uh, last Friday, there were a couple of sleeping bags in the main studio. Yeah, and that was the one request that Eddie Garcia had. Eddie was complaining because his studio door, the the update studio is right near the front of the building, and you'd have to walk all the way to the back. So Eddie wanted the vending machine moved. That was on his list. I like that. Good job, Eddie. My lips have been on it. What are the chances that that happens? What are the chances? Zero uh, percent of that happens. I don't, I don't think – No, I, I tell you what, I don't think it's that out of bounds. I'll tell you why. If you own the vending machine – wouldn't you want the vending machine pushed to the front? Now, the company might not want it in the front of the building because it look, kind of looks bad. That's why I think there's 0% chance because this is going to be sight line uh, when the executives walk in through the front doors. Yeah, because where the vending machine is now, Mike, it's so far in the back. No executives make it that far in the back. It's near the old Nikki Six studio. And that used to be a, there used to be a country show that came out of there uh, from Nat and it moved to Nashville. Um, so I'm not sure what they're going to do with the podcast studio to answer that question or what they're going to do with the, the old studio. Are they going to repurpose it? I don't know. I have no idea. It depends how much money it costs, right? Isn't that usually the determining factor on all these things? Usually, I, you know, though, if they start pulling down those signs, we got to get in on that. Uh, damn right. I'm, I'm, I definitely want one of those signs. Orlando from Hampton Roads, Virginia writes in. He says, is there anything you or Danny G wish you could add to the new studio? Um, oh, you got a half hour? <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to sauce it up a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of little things that if you were to design your own studio, you would – you would keep those things in mind and you would want them. And uh, that's not designed for us. It's designed for somebody else. I don't know. It's brand spanking new, kind of. It's, you know, as we said, there's a lot of big names have been in there over the years. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I guess they did the best with the space that was available to them because it wasn't like they just completely started from scratch. Yeah. I will tell you the one thing that I love probably more than anything about the studio is the ability to make it like an ice box. And I'm not sure how this is going to go because the old studio, we used to have air conditioning and then somebody knocked some a-hole knocked the air conditioning thing off the wall. So when they put it back in, they, they put a generic one, which you couldn't change the temperature in the room. And I like to be an Eskimo. Is that offensive? I like to, I don't know. Racist. I love it cold. So I went in the other night. This is a true story. Hand of God. So I go in there the other night, my opening salvo in the new studio. You've got the cameras. All the lights are on because we're doing like an internet TV thing. Uh, the, the, you know, the internet guys are doing their thing. Jason and Harmon are getting off the air. 
I go in there and I just sit down and I start talking. And I'm sweating, dude. I like flop sweat. Ugh. It was like 80 degrees in there. And then I realized, wait a minute, I can turn the temperature down. So I turned it down to about 52 degrees. And <laughs> uh, and I loved it. It was great. It was the most comfortable I have been doing a radio show at Fox in years, probably 10 years. I'm not exaggerating. It was so cold. It was great. It was wonderful. So. Gang, I need my own room. I don't like sharing. I don't like the uh, board operator telling me it's too cold. It's too cold. I can't see. Turn more lights on. Yeah. I don't like those stupid French fry lamps above us, the track lighting. I don't like that. I don't like how hot it is in the studio. And most of the guys, for whatever reason, most of the tech producers like the studio to be warm. It's bunch of weirdos. It's already warm. You have so much equipment, electronic yeah. equipment, that it's much warmer in that room. Yeah. And and what are these people, zombies? What was wrong with these people? You know, I give Roberto a lot of props for the fact that he likes the same temperature I do. The greatness of the Raiders. There you go. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Al from blah, blah, blah writes in. He says, there is, is there a pool at FSR on who will be the first on-air personality to either spill or break something in the shiny new studio. I'm guessing by the time that you read this, it already happened. And no, the phone's not working, does not count, according to Alf. Now, Barry in Nashville had a similar question. He says, yo, yo, Ma, Benny, how long do you give it before the heathens at FSR totally trash the new studio? So I believe by the time I get back, Tonight. Oh, because it's going to be the weekend slobs. Yes. Yeah. They they actually hire Neanderthals to work on the weekends. A lot of people don't know this, but they're like cavemen that come in there and they're- What did you call Steve Hartman? Undomesticated animals. Oh, yes. And these people can't go more than a segment without eating. And I, they're like, there's whole chickens. There's like the carcass of a chicken in the trash can. And there's like, they like a lot of smelly foods, fish, like a half-eaten salmon. Um, and, and then there's some other kind of weird, shift, uh, you know, kind of weird uh, fish over there. And it's it's a big freaking nightmare. Um, so, yeah, and they don't pick up the trash on the weekends. So even though there have been multiple memos, internal memos at the company saying, do not eat in the studio, treat this like a new car. Yeah. I guarantee you, somebody say, well, when I buy a new car, I go to Taco Bell and I get 17 burritos and five tacos and I eat them in the car and I put nacho cheese on everything. So anyway. Uh, we hate to see what their bedroom looks like at their house. Oh, yeah, their bathroom for that. Uh, oh, nasty. Patricia living in Vegas writes in. She's from the, the great Northeast. She says, hello, Ben and Danny G. What is up with your microphone, Ben? Everyone is loud enough on your show, but your microphone hasn't been loud in a long time, except when you're yelling. Yeah, I thought the mic was fine. I thought my mic was fine. I, I prefer just a, a preference. I, I like the other microphone. I know I use actually the studio we use for the podcast. This mic is the same one we have at yeah. the video, but I like the other, I like the other microphone. Uh, I prefer that one better that we, we used to use. The other one was a uh, silver mic. You're on a black mic. Yeah. 
Well, once you go black, uh, you know, it's a big thing. It's a big yeah. microphone thing. So, yeah. Um, no, and- look at where you're holding it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I, I can't answer that, Patricia. I thought it sounded okay. It was odd. I was hearing some weird noise in the background. I'm not sure what that was. I thought it sounded like a TV show or something, which seemed like a problem. But that's on the list, and they'll suck it up, and they'll fix it, and all that stuff. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Fred from Spring, Texas writes in. He says, uh, hi, guys. Great show. It makes my weekend. Think about that. We make Fred in Spring, Texas this weekend, Danny, just by providing the podcast. That's enough. He's a simple man. He's a simple man. Uh, he says, what are your some of your favorite uh, – he says TV, but we've answered this before, but radio shows from present and past. So we're connoisseurs of radio. Uh, I've often mentioned some of the big influence of mine when I was coming up in radio from the past, the Jim Healy show. If you want to know what that sounds like on YouTube, type in Jim Healy radio show. There's some old clips on YouTube. You can hear some of the nonsense that inspired me to get into radio. Um, and I loved Art Bell. Coast to Coast was a big thing. My mom and I remember li- driving in the car with my mom and it would be the Paul Harvey. Good day. And it would be, you know, the news. And in a minute, you're about to hear the rest of the story. So that was always a big thing to hear him. And then early, yeah. early Howard Stern before he he went woke and all that. I loved the old Stern show. That was a big influence on me, too. So. Those are a few of the shows that stand out. Any old radio or current radio? Well, obviously, you like Covino and Rich. Uh, but uh, anything else that stands out? 
Yeah. I mean, when I was a little kid, I remember my mom driving us around in the car and these two guys used to come on the air, Dave and Ben. And, uh, that's not, no, that's, you know, no, no. And my mom was like, Oh, these guys, Oh, good. They're on David guys. It's Dave and Ben. And we'd all gather around the car radio speakers. Nose is growing Pinocchio. You know, <laughs> you know what I, when I, one of the shows when I was a kid, I used to call, um, and anybody who's an old timer in Vegas will know this name. There's a guy named Lee Pete. And on Sunday night, this is how long ago this was. I was a little kid. I'd scan the dial. I got a station. I was living in, in Southern California. I got a, in Orange County. I got a station out of Vegas. It was K-Don. It was the Stardust line. Sunday night from 10 o'clock till midnight. And they had the lines. They gave them the lines. And this is before the internet. So they would announce the lines on the, they called it the Stardust line for like the following football games the following week. And it was like, it's That's totally, crazy. It's so archaic to think about now because everything's immediately updated and it's just the way of the world now. But back then it was like a, it was a big deal. And yeah. I, I would I would call it as a kid to a gambling show on a Sunday night and occasionally they would it would put me on. And so I do I do have fond memories of, of that. And and uh and then there's some other shows. I told the story before there was one other show out of Vegas I called into and I was terrible as a caller and they kept putting me on and I was like, I just don't understand. Like, what do you, why did they keep putting me on? And then um, finally one of the hosts uh, kind of pointed out to me that they had no other callers, that I was the only caller. <laughs> you know, one uh, honorable mention, uh, he's been on our podcast. It's the first guy I remember being syndicated Southern California, all the way up to Northern California, Scotty Farrell. Oh, Pharrell on the bench? Yeah, I do remember being a little kid listening to him popping open alcoholic beverages that the listeners would ask him to pour for them. Yeah, I listened to Scott, too, and I became friends with him over the years working in the business. And and I remember the first time I ever saw Scott do a show live, we were at the National Sports Grill in Buena Park, which no longer exists near Knott's Berry Farm. And Scott was doing the show. He had the microphone in one hand and a beer in the other, and he was drinking. I always thought he was – I thought it was an act. I thought, no, he's not really drinking. He's just saying that. No, he was drinking. Yeah. And he graduated to some other party favors. Yes, and uh, maybe even when he was on this podcast, he might have been partaking. Yeah. In I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, next up is Hillbilly Mike. He says, hey, Ben, recently I sent you a link and a photo of a Maller Militia shirt only to find out it, you know, it was not yours. You informed me that it wasn't. The shirt had Maller Militia, Ben Maller show in the air everywhere on all that, all that stuff. I said, uh, these guys might as well be eating out of your refrigerator when you're not at home. I'm assuming you have copy. You have not copyrighted any of your phrases or name or anything like that. But if you had, would you go after them? And does it burn your biscuits that someone is making money off of what you've built? Because it burns mine. Uh, there you go. I think you should kick them in the nuts, uh, Hillbilly Mike. So I did see the shirt. It is not anything that I I signed off on. It's not even really a good-looking shirt. So I, and I think it's old. There have been a few things we've done over the years, um, but I don't think they sold any of those things, to be honest with you. I, I don't know. I, maybe they did. I have no idea. But like I said, Hillbilly Mike, we are planning on, since the Minnesota shirt went well, if you didn't hear that on the 
one of the previous podcasts. We're planning on rolling out some other stuff, but it's the the way this t-shirt stuff works. The people we're talking to, it's kind of because you, you can't just leave it open because of cost. You got to have a certain end date. You got to order by a certain date, or else it, the 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 cost gets out of hand. So um, that's kind of it's going to be pre order if we do anything else. And if people want it, they can order it. We'll put a cutoff date on that, and that'll be that'll be all. Um, also, people were like, hey, what, what about a Danny G shirt? Danny, any T-shirts, Danny G radio mem- uh, merchandise, Danny, any of that available? No. You got to do that, man. You gotta- yeah, that would be cool. Maybe uh, after my son is born, I'll uh, take a picture of him like Biggie did when he was a little baby. I'll turn my son into the next star rapper, put him on a shirt. Boom. There you go. And last name radio. Kid will be uh, on Biggie. Yeah. Biggie Radio. I love Biggie. Biggie Radio, for sure. Next up, uh, let's see here. We've got Dave and Roscoe the Parrot from Winter Park, Florida. He says, go Rays. Ben, what's your favorite beer? And Emmett in Olympia, Washington says, what is your guys' go-to drink besides water? Yeah, so I'm not a big beer drinker, Dave and Roscoe the Parrot. I do like that root beer beer which a lot of people don't like but that's got high alcohol content and it tastes like root beer and you don't it doesn't taste like alcohol and uh it's wonderful so i love that and then emmett who's not old enough to drink yet i don't believe uh he says what do you drink other than water so my guilty pleasure is i like lemonade i don't drink soda but i'll have some lemonade from time to time or cranberry juice uh i got mixed together banana Oh, not banana, pineapple juice and cranberry juice. Kind of soft cocktail type thing. What about you, Danny? Ben, I drink nothing but regular Coke. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) And this is my last year on the podcast because I'll be dead. Um, (laughs) Besides water, let's see. You know, I drink vitamin water, the zero. Zero vitamin water, triple X, the purple one. Uh, That's good. Also, we have those packets of sugar-free flavors that you mix. And I guess they got some vitamins in them too. You mix into water, uh, crystal light. Are those electrolytes? Because Tom Brady was a big electrolyte yeah. guy. That, that was, remember, his, that was his Michigas. Yes. He, he said he would drink, I think it was like 80, no, it was 25 glasses of water. But <laughs> you have to add electrolytes. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of that, I guess the Zero Gatorade, that's a regular at the house. And as far as alcohol, I would go dark beer, then uh, Japanese beer, like Sapporo. That's really good because you can add the hot sake to it, make a sake bomb. Nice. Uh, Air Force Andrew writes, and he says, Ben, who is the member of the Maller Militia that got thrown out at the Maller event in Bakersfield? Well, come on. You're just Andrew. <laughs> better than that you're just surfing you're just searching for a compliment is what you're doing bad job by you shame on you what's wrong with you <laughs> it's embarrassing be better remember, remember how he changed his clothes in the parking lot to throw yes. security off yes yeah that was so funny he had a yankee like a Derek jeter pinstripe yankee shirt and hat and he got kicked out in like the second inning of the game yeah and he gets kicked out and then we we hear this commotion and security is like freaking out because he got back in. 
I say security. It's like one guy who was eating a donut was the security at this place. He, he got back in because he took the jersey off, right? Yeah, yeah, and he turned the hat like inside out or something. <laughs> oh man, that'll throw off their scent. Yeah, they'll never, they'll never catch me. Are you kidding me? They will never, ever find this out. Uh, next up on uh, the mailbag, J Rod from Kansas City says, "Hey, Big Ben and uh, Danny G. I wonder if J Rod's had the Ben Maller chicken fingers at the landing in Liberty, Missouri, which is not far away from the Chief Stadium and the Royal Stadium. I'm not sure if he's had that or not." Uh, not sure. Has he ever been food poisoned? <laughs> that is not helpful. That is a bad <laughs> job by you, Danny. And I want you to know, my friend Bob Fesco, who hosts the morning show on 610 Sports, he's one of my radio buddies. I go on a show every week. He had – they're a sponsor of that local show in Kansas City. And he went out. They had a bunch of the guys from the station. They went to the landing. And he was sending me food porn pictures – of the Ben Maller chicken fingers oh. are amazing. And they're not really chicken fingers. See, that's what false are, advertising. What do they look like? They're the size of like a bus. They're the, like the, each chicken figure is the size of a Greyhound bus. Oh, this is like a huge chicken tender. No, this is, this is a man. I'm going to try to find a photo here. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can find it. Did, oh. did he say it was like juicy and, I, I just don't like them when they fry them too much. No, no, this is this is great. This is perfect here. Let me send you the photo. This is the uh, the Ben. Hold on a sec here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those, those are chicken tenders. Yeah, those. That's a full big piece of chicken. You see the honey mustard sauce there in the photo, and uh, the fries. Look at they give you a lot of fries. Yeah, those fries look well done. Yeah, the fries, the fries look good. I mean, you can see the pepper on the chicken. So I don't know. I guess I'm on a fast right now, Danny. So I'm kind of hungry. I'm yes. like, I'd like to have some of those right now if I could teleport. Beam me up, J Rod, to your hometown there in Kansas City. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. He says, oh, here's, here's, this is perfect, Danny. He says, I do DoorDash and Uber Eats while I'm out. I, I like to take pictures of cool stuff I see around the city. I got a, new pre, a few preview pics of the draft set up. So this is from the other day. And the hotel across the street. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a nice little hobby. J-Rod, may I recommend, though, you know, try to get yourself into many, some of the photos. You know, because you, you take photos of stuff. It's okay. But you want you, you want you want to be part of the photo. Right? Don't you want to be part of the photo a little bit, some of them? No, I don't like ruining my pictures. How dare you? No, I'm saying I don't want to be in my own photos. Because well, like, like look, I look at my photo and I'm like, God, I look tired. Jeez, I look bloated. Damn it, I need a tan. I mean, unless you uh, get the right angle, you know, the girl angle. Get the right angle overhead, <laughs> then it's okay. Yeah, but here's the way I look at it. Um, you know, it's like, what's that famous quote? Uh, I'm trying to trying to remember the quote, but it was... It was something like today is the uh, the oldest you've ever been, but the youngest you'll ever be again, right? So it's like, you know, we're all getting older and we're not getting any younger and all that stuff. So you know, you know take a photo, you know, like because I promise you, ten years oh. from now, you'll be like, boy, I look pretty good compared to what I look like now, right? It's kind of like saying it's not going to get any better than this schmuck. Take a picture of yourself. No, it's going to get much worse. It's going to be Dante's Inferno. So you might as well take a picture. But anyway, I did enjoy your photos, J-Rod. It's cool. I see the big hullabaloo there and all of the uh, the stanchions and the stage and all that There's, they've got set up there. They had set up for for the for the draft. And so, But again, put yourself in there to bring back memories and all that. If you'd like to take the best picture of your entire life, have Eddie Garcia take some photos. Oh, my God. That is uh, obtuse Eddie, we call him. Obtuse <laughs> Eddie. Just completely oblivious to how people look in photos. Yeah. Like, isn't that just a common courtesy of society, Danny, that if you're going to take someone's photo, you give them final edit on whether or not you post the photo of them before you jump into the fray of social media? I don't care. I'm leaving. Goodbye. You put their best foot forward for them. Yeah. Otherwise, you are a maggot if you do that, right? You can't. I mean, I don't want to be too dramatic here, but. He one time took a picture of you where your entire head was glowing. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was. Now, I, I realize I have a, uh, a hair issue, but it's fine. But there are some angles, as Danny has pointed out, where it doesn't look quite as bad. It yeah. doesn't look as terrible. And an adult in the room would say, well, maybe I should retake that photo. Eddie just takes a look at it and he just, without even thinking, publishes it to the internet and it's there forever. You can <laughs> never take it down. Ever. That should be one of your nicknames. Mallor's Cranium. Yeah, I, I got a big head. I do. Uh, Pete the Machinist writes in on the mailbag. 
He says, when you go out, uh, you, guys, when you go out with your wives, do you pick the restaurant? Does she pick it? Do you both do the nothing sounds good maneuver? Ugh. He says, also, when you set up a meeting, are you typically early to the agreed time or are you arriving right at the last minute or late? Okay, so these are some good questions. This is from Pete the Machinist, a beaver believer. Okay, go beeves. Uh, so to answer the first part, uh, we we eat out usually once a week unless we're on a road trip. At at me and me and the wife, uh, we like cooking. My wife does some some of the cooking. I do some of the cooking, so we we don't mind doing that. We feel like we can save money and we get stuff that we like, and so that's kind of what we do. But the one time we eat out. My my wife, we have we've we've been with each other long enough. We have certain restaurants that are kind of our go to, our our go to restaurants, if you will, and so we normally kind of go to those our comfort zone. And every once in a while, we'll mix in a new restaurant, but very rarely, Danny, will it be added to the list. It's very rare that we try a new place and it's an added yeah. to rotation. Hardly and, ever makes the final cut. Yeah, we have a five ro- restaurant rotation. We have our favorite Italian place, our favorite sandwich shop, our favorite deli, favorite Mexican restaurant. We have our favorite Mediterranean restaurant. And I we have our favorite burger. I guess there's six. We have a burger place. So it's like six places that we go to. And that's about it. All right. I think my wife would agree. We have like a six restaurant rotation. And then every once in a while, we'll change it up and try something new. And then we usually hate it. And as far as the meeting thing, I am on time out. I try to get there on time. Try to get yeah. there Okay, Andy Reid. No, no, I'm, I'm, I. It's like Lombardi, right? It's like that old quote about Lombardi, or, or uh, who is that? Tom Coughlin, right? It's uh, you talk about habits and, and trying to do all that stuff, but um, like remember, if if you're if you're not there five minutes early, you're late. Remember that? Like yeah. I was trying to get there five minutes early. I think Lombardi was like fifteen minutes early. That was like Lombardi time when he coached the Packers. The well, that's ridiculous. Then just make make your call time for the meeting fifteen minutes sooner. Then now that's it's funny you bring that up on a on a Zoom meeting. I get there at the very last minute, but no. if it's an in person meeting, then I try yeah. to get there early. And depends how important the meeting is. Depends if it's like a job right. thing or yeah. They always say for the interview, be there fifteen minutes before it. If your boss calls you to his office. Be there 10 minutes prior to the meeting time. And if it's the DMV, show up 10 minutes late because you'll be waiting anyway. You'll be stuck in mud. So it's like, yeah, yeah if it's the dentist or a doctor's office, flip them the bird. <laughs> they try to reschedule you if you're late. But then again, it's OK if they make you wait for a half hour. Yeah. When you have an appointment, which fascinates me, you have an appointment. Well, uh, you'll have to wait. The doctor's busy right now. How about we pump the brakes on that? I've got an appointment. My time is the most valuable thing that I have. How dare you? Guy named Amish writes in from the 614. He says, what are the top three European countries that your wife wants to visit, Ben? Have you or Danny G ever been to Europe? And if not, what's the what are the three countries that is uh, are on your your bucket list? I was fortunate enough to travel to Europe as an undergrad. Present from my mom. How cool is that? Back in 07. Good job by your mom. 
after graduating from the University of Cincinnati. So this guy's like bragging. These are like humble brags here from this guy, Amish Danny. He's like, I graduated from the University of Cincinnati. My my mom's a better mom than your mom. She hooked me up with the trip. But uh, anyway, he says his three favorite countries, uh, areas of Europe that he enjoyed, London, England, France. Uh, And then he said uh, Paris. And then he named a couple other countries that I will not even try to pronounce because I will I will butcher them. So have you done Europe? I don't think you have. Right? You have not been there. No, right? no, I have not. Um, I know that my wifey has talked about the fact that she wants to visit Greece. That would be cool. My mom studied um, French literature in school at one point, spoke French fluently because of her. I would like to go to France. And then, duh, Italy, man. That's where my grandparents came over here to Ellis Island from, uh, more specifically, Sicily, the island beneath the boot. Come on in, man. Yeah, to answer the question, Amish, my wife has been to Europe. She She was like a teenager when she went. And I have not, and so I, w- I definitely want to start out. My one of my friends just went to to Europe not that long ago, and he said it's a, it's not that expensive. If you fly into London, the flights from the U.S. to London are not that bad. So you make London the hub. So you got to start in London. He's explaining me the whole thing. Give me the whole rundown. So you fly to London, that's your base, and then from London you can get to any of those other countries pretty easily. And then you can get back to London because it's a hub. So that's, you save money that way. So I definitely want to get to London, Um, probably Paris, although it's not that high on my list. And then Italy, because um, I, I was friendly with my, my wife's grandfather, Luigi, and he's from uh, a town out in the boondocks in Italy. So I kind of like to see, where he grew up because I, you know, he was a good guy, good dude. He passed away a couple of years ago. Capiche, uh, he used to say all the time. So I, I'd like to see that. That would be kind of cool. And then not in, not in Europe, but over, which is kind of in, in the Middle East there. It is in the Middle East. I, I'd like to, to get to Israel. I actually have a cousin that owns a restaurant. I think he still owns the restaurant there and some other, you know, you know how you have family in places, but they're not, you're not really close with them. It's that kind of thing. Like, I have family, but if I call them up, they'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? What does this guy want? I have cousins who own a wine bar in Sicily, and my uncle flew there last year, paid for a translator to come with him, and he spent a week in and out of the wine bar. Nice. That's cool. That's cool. All or move. And you might want to go... Right when the kid, po- well, I can't go right when the kid pops out. Got to wait six months for him to be able to travel, really. Okay, but you've got that window where it's free. So you could conceive it. I, I would think it would be a pain in the ass, but you'd be saving thousands of dollars in airfare, Danny G. Uh, so if you were to do that, that would be the time to do yeah. it. Otherwise, you'll get you're sitting gra- on your mom's lap. Shut up. Yeah, either that or you'll get grandma to watch. Uh, have you de- have you decided the names for the grandparents? That's always a big thing. Have you? Oh you know, no, not yet. Yeah, yeah. you got to have meetings, right? Who's going to get to choose? Like, do you, is it one's grandma, and then what's the other? What's the Italian word for a grandma? People do nani. Nani's and yeah, okay, nani. Yeah, there's like a few different ones, and isn't the rule like you have to? Everyone's got to have their own so the kid associates them with that name like one's bubby one's grandma nana who me yeah these are things you need to work out then this is the logistics are very important here 
Okay, because there's accountability. Because when the kid pops out, everyone's going to want to spend time with the kid, and they're even though the kid will not remember anything from the first couple of years. You like avocados. Yeah. All right, that's enough of the mail. We got to get out of here. We got things to do. It is Sunday. Back on the radio tonight. I will be there. The Ben Maller Show. Brand new week of programming. Looking forward to that. We'll take a look back. I'm sure a lot of it will be on the NFL draft, the raging bull that is the NFL draft. Oh yeah, you see who the Raiders got championship oh yeah okay uh no it's all about the rams f them picks f them picks and the trades the unexpected trades expect the unexpected danny right you didn't see what happened this weekend i you 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 were completely surprised that was a 180 degree turn what happened this weekend anyway uh we'll get out (laughs) have a have a wonderful day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are my my favorite person for downloading this podcast and supporting it and telling friends and all that stuff. And we will catch you next time. Later, skater. Got a murder, gotta go. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.